Hey, thanks for listening to the Daily Walk podcast. Just want to remind you that if you have any questions, any thoughts, any comments, or any prayer requests, you can go online to the Boulder Church website, which is at boulder.church. Send them along. We'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, look after each other and live love. Good morning. It is Tuesday, June 25. Welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky de Oliveira. And I'm Japheth de Oliveira. And let me pray for today. Heavenly Father, thank you again, Lord, for calling us together for a fresh start of a day, uh, the opportunity to reflect on your word as we as we do. May we find some insight and application in our communities, in our lives, and the conversations that we have. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, this is exciting. It's the message, the MSG. Oh, yeah. How is that going to... <laughs> How is that going to pan out in this this racy story that we have? Genesis 39, the entire chapter. No no heading. No, no heading. No subheading. We just go straight into it. Okay. They give us nothing. No clues. After Joseph had been taken to Egypt by the Ishmaelites, Potiphar, an Egyptian, one of Pharaoh's officials and the manager of his household, bought him from them. As it turned out, God was with Joseph and things went very well with him. He ended up living in the home of his Egyptian master. His master recognized that God was with him, saw that God was working for good in everything he did. He became very fond of Joseph and made him his personal aid. He put him in charge of all his personal affairs, turning everything over to him. From that moment on, God blessed the home of the Egyptian, all because of Joseph. The blessing of God spread over everything he owned at home and in the fields, and all Potiphar had to concern himself was eating with was eating three meals a day. Joseph was a strikingly handsome man. As time went on, his master's wife became infatuated with Joseph and one day said, Sleep with me. He wouldn't do it. He said to his master's wife, Look, with me here, my master doesn't give a second thought to anything that goes on here. He's put me in charge of everything he owns. He treats me as an equal. The only thing he hasn't turned over to me is you. You're his wife, after all. How could I violate his trust and sin against God? She pestered him day after day after day, but he stood his ground. He refused to go to bed with her. On one of these days, he came to the house to do his work, and none of the household servants happened to be there. She grabbed him by his cloak, saying, Sleep with me. He left his coat in her hand and ran out of the house. When she realized that he had left his coat in her hand and run outside, she called to her house servants, Look, this Hebrew shows up, and before you know it, he's trying to seduce us. He tried to make love to me, but I yelled as loud as I could. With all my yelling and screaming, he left his coat beside me here and ran outside. She kept his coat right there until his master came home. She told him the same story. She said, The Hebrew slave, the one you brought to us, came after me and tried to use me for his plaything. When I yelled and screamed, he left his coat with me and ran outside. When his master heard his wife's story, telling him, These are the things your slave did to me, he was furious. Joseph's master took him and threw him into the jail where the king's prisoners were locked up. But there in jail, God was still with Joseph. He reached out in kindness to him. He put him on good terms with the head jailer. The head jailer put Joseph in charge of all the prisoners. He ended up managing the whole operation. The head jailer gave Joseph free reign, never even checked on him because God was with him. Whatever he did, God made sure it worked out for the best. 
I like how it added that extra little bit. Yeah, it's the message version, so it doesn't end at verse twenty. It just no, kind it just of does the whole, the whole thing. The whole thing. Well, I mean, that's kind of that's the happy ending. Look at that; he's still <laughs> in charge. And then the jailer says, uh-huh. "Joseph, sleep with me." And Joseph's like, <laughs> "Jailer says, I don't know. I guess." <laughs> yeah, that was a yeah, yeah, sure. And then our whole message about character is just gone. It's just dashed. What can we even <laughs> say? He did. Well, um, and thank you for that rendition as well. Uh, it was very good. You were very, very welcome. Yeah, it was good. Again, it was good from the very beginning. It there, is like, my job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I take it very seriously. It's part tell. of my character development. It is. I can mm. see you're emotionally mature. All right. Um, here we go. Question uh, for today. Have you ever viewed Joseph's character as an expression of emotional health rather than solely in terms of morality? Well, I haven't. You know, I the amount of time that I spent thinking about Joseph, to be honest, is <laughs> somewhat minimal. Other t- today in the last few days, I, I haven't either. I haven't thought of that. I, I like it though. I've always no. I've actually I've always often thought of it just as a moral stand. Uh, that he was a, it was a character it was just a moral stand rather than emotional health. Well, I mean, he's and in kind Sam of a tricky really situation because mm-hmm. here's a few things that we don't know. Sam makes this point. Yeah. We don't even know whether this is actually a temptation for Joseph. We don't know whether he finds this woman attractive or not, whether he's possibly totally freaked out by the whole thing. Like she's horrifying. She could be. Yes. Potiphar, Potiphar is like, yes. <laughs> You could just go to jail. Potiphar's like, there's no way this guy tried anything on with my wife. Are you kidding me? This is why I'm never home. Because, you know, um, this is why I left Joseph in charge. Because, you know. Because all I wanted to do was just eat three meals a really day. I don't really want to be, yes, I yeah. just want to eat and think about what I'm going to eat every day and go do whatever else I have to do, which is evidently nothing because Joseph does everything. So. Yeah, apparently. I don't know what Potiphar's doing all day, but yes, we don't know whether this is even it's a big temptation. But what we do know is yeah. that anytime you're in a situation where somebody above you socially wants to sleep with you, then it's like, mm, well, morally, obviously, that's mm-hmm. not the right thing to do. But pragmatically, it might make more sense than <laughs> going to jail or being beheaded or... So he, glad, he's in I'm a glad, tricky situation and that he knows <laughs> it's going to cause him trouble. Yeah. That she is going to cause trouble for him eventually. So that it, it's a tricky. I think it's interesting. It's, I mean, that any he turns woman who's there. ever had a sexual harassment kind of issue at work, oh, which yeah. is like all women apparently, would know about this. Mm. Do you remember um, uh, when you were working at that uh, that office and that guy came in and uh, oh, what was he doing um, when he came to to massage her shoulders? Oh. oh yeah, do you remember that? Yeah, I do yes. actually. <laughs> we were we were what uh, it was oh man, it was years ago. Um, yes. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> there are there are interesting things that take place for sure. Um I think that I think that the, the story is interesting for me as well. What piques my interest here is that Joseph actually turns up and there's nobody there. Only him just her and he is yeah like how did that how did How did he who's in charge of the entire household was like and he knows where all his staff are and suddenly he's like oh you know everybody's away i'm still going to go to the house well he didn't know she probably got rid of everybody she she certainly did set some stuff up although what's weird about it is that all the other times that she said sleep with me she evidently hasn't gotten rid of all the staff that's what's strange about it. She does so. I don't know. It doesn't even make any sense. Well, like, why does she need to get rid of everybody? According this to your edition, time? she's whispering that all the time. Well, yes, it's not according to my rendition. It's what the t- 
text actually says. I don't think she's screaming it really loud so all the other servants can hear. Exactly. So she's she's doing uh, she, it subtly. She's sidling up to him in the hallway. I like the way you're like. But I'm doing stuff yeah, with my yeah, shoulders. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, sidling. <laughs> I'm showing you. If only you listening oh, yeah, to the podcast can see how I'm sidling. <laughs> you but can I, practice it at home. Yeah, it's fun. It it's kind of good exercise or whatever. I, I think that it's um, like a yoga posture. Yeah, yeah. Sidling. I do think it's actually, it is, I, I do think the contrast is really good in terms of not thinking of it just as a moral decision, but actually as emotional health, because I think it does take a certain level of emotional integrity as well um, to understand who you are and to make those kind of decisions um, and to not just say it's just a, a moral decision, but actually I'm, I'm confident about who I am and I'm going to move away from this kind of temptation. And well, and his answer is a good one yeah. because it's kind of a face-saving one. Uh-huh. From you yeah, know, he's you trying think, to protect her and protect yes, his, and say, protect okay, his boss. You know, I and appreciate protect, the offer, but yes, you know, yeah, I'm in this situation. He's not saying you're just not good enough you're or repulsive. Yeah. Or, no, I think it's true. So let me repeat the question one more time and uh, see what you guys think about it. As you talk about it today, have you ever viewed Joseph's character as an expression of emotional health rather than solely in terms of morality? Uh, think about that. Look after each other. Live love, and we will connect tomorrow. Thanks for your support for the Daily Walk podcast. Wherever you are in the world, we just want to let you know that we're praying for you and we're glad that you're praying for us too. If you can help us out by giving online, then please go to boulder.church forward slash give and help this ministry actually make an effect on others as well. Keep us in your prayers, look after each other, and live love.